and this is Pondering Futon with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Wee wee. <laughs> uh, this is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy that's dedicated to Eiji Nonaka's manga series, Kumari High School. And today we are continuing our read-through of Volume 2 with Chapter 39, entitled Beautiful Name. So let's go ahead and rush through this so you can go watch Eurovision. <laughs> it just means a lot to Emily. <clears throat> We've watched it every uh, year since we started dating, which has been a long time. Um, just now. So I don't know if we have to fully pull back the curtain, um, but we're recording at like a slightly different time than usual Yeah, uh, due to Eurovision. And, like an hour uh, early. Yeah. <clears throat> and you texted me like, oh, you know, can we record now? Because uh, Emily wants to watch Eurovision. Uh, and then Sarah was next to me, so I was telling Sarah, I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's Eurovision. And she was like, what's what's Eurovision? <laughs> uh, and, and I was immediately like, oh yeah, Eurovision, you know, it's like, uh, and then I started explaining it, and I realized, uh, I don't know if you've ever had a moment like this, but you start explaining something, and before you start, you're very certain that you can, like, explain it well yeah uh and then you start explaining it and you're like oh actually like how exactly this thing works i'm like in the dark about like 70 percent of how this works uh so i started explaining it and i got like two sentences in and then she started asking questions and i was like you know i is it one day is it like weeks is it months long i I don't know yeah Uh, i've got no idea so there's like uh, a pro like each country has its own uh, <clears throat> American Idol style competition to pick who they're sending. Okay, um, and I think those can kind of vary. Like it's sort of up to the the country how they want to do it, but it's usually televised because it's all like a TV thing. Um, and then <clears throat> they send it all like Olympic style to the event. Um, and so it's sort of like Olympics, but only European countries, but not exactly because it's like EU. Because Israel it's like, was in it too, right? It's like based on like the European broadcasting stuff, which is different than EU, but has overlap. But like <clears throat> the UK is still in it. Iceland's and, in it and is not in the EU. But Israel then like, was in it one year. Yeah, right? Israel, um, Australia is in it. Um yeah, a lot of it is just, like, based on, like, the actual broadcasting whatever. Uh, I think it's, like, some sort of broadcasting agreement. Um, yeah, and then it's three days. There's two semifinals and then the final. Most people only watch the grand final. Um, but Emily's been, like, a big Eurovision fan for... I mean, I think it, like, started right around the time that we started dating. But um, it's important to her. So, you know... I always try yeah. to make time. I think the only time I ever really paid attention to it was when, like, towards the, I think, like, the last year we were both at the law firm. Yeah. And then you were just, like, talking about it. So then I became, like, kind of aware and watched some of, like, listened to some of the songs or watched some of the performances. Yeah. Um, And then, like, came to an understanding of it that was, like, clearly very incomplete but satisfied me 
and then never like engage with it again until now. I always yeah. like assume that I understood <laughs> the the gist of what's going on with it. Um, it's also a thing that's had a fair number of controversies. Like um, when it was in Israel, uh, there's a lot of controversy around that and like people going and supporting that because of the, you know, Palestinian uh, whole the occupation. Yeah. Occupation and uh, bombings and everything. Um, so there, there's definitely times where I'm like, I just don't want to tweet about this at all because, um, it's, it's like still important to Emily. We're pirating it. So it's not like anything it like is happening there. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and specifically it's been harder. <laughs> at least you're years. stealing it. It's been harder in recent years, <clears throat> but for a while it was like basically impossible to even get in any way legally in the U S now there's some like, um, I forget. It's like. I don't remember what U.S. channel it is. It's some weird one that is like, you know, Pride channel or something, but not not Pride, but that vibe. Um, but, uh, yeah. And it used to be that we, we were essentially able to, like, get the satellite feed that's sent to all of the countries where then those countries put in their own ad breaks. So it would just be, like, nothing during the ad breaks. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah. nice. Um, and now sometimes they're, they're, I don't think there's a lot of ad breaks or actually I think the basic stream doesn't, but a lot of places like insert still. Got it. Yeah. I don't even know if there was nothing or if it's just like, there's sort of downtime where they like check in with, you know, the, the green room or whatever. And then sometimes like other countries will run ads there. I think we still get one of those streams though, that <clears throat> doesn't have any advertisements or anything, which is, which is always nice. Uh, and it also doesn't have the, the commentators over it. You just have the like, cause they're just like talking constantly if you watch a country stream. So yeah, yeah but it's like, especially with the, the really rough years, it's just like, I don't want to do like any free promotion for this. I don't want to like, you know, tweet about it or anything. Um, but yeah, because there are times where it's like, like early on, I used to like live tweet it constantly. Um, and I just do that less because I think it annoys people too. But yeah, that might've been around <clears throat> the time when you were like talking to me about it. There might be a connection there. Yeah. When I was like live tweeting and stuff more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like more just like wanting to like talk about it outside of like your family. Yeah, at this point, it's just kind of like a thing that uh, Emily and I do because uh, it's just it's been going for so long. It's become like a weird tradition. Um, so, yeah, but this also is like... it like I, I enjoy like the music and like some of the stuff around it. But the the like political aspect of it is just like a mess constantly. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this is like me conning Sarah into watching the NFL draft every year. Yeah. Uh, I just like when she moved in, I just presented it as like, oh yeah, this is like a ritual that I do. <laughs> and, uh, like, yeah, like on Thursday I'm like watching the draft, you know, every year, like I watch it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, which is true. Um, like to a degree, uh, but like the ease with which I just like established that as a household ritual. Yeah. Um, and now like, she doesn't, she doesn't like like, you know, football. She's not really in any sports, uh, but she will like sit down and watch the draft with me. Uh, 
and this this time around because the NFL draft was recent. Uh, at a certain point, she was like, "You know, I think I like this more than any other like act- watching like sports actually be played." Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's you got to have those like weird uh, household rituals that you habituate your partner to. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a similar thing happened to me. <clears throat> yeah, you got sucked in, and now it's just like yeah. A thing that you look forward to because, like, Emily's looking forward to it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't, uh, like, listen to anything. But, like, the semifinals is what I'm deciding, even what songs I like and stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you don't go that deep into it. It, it depends on the years. <clears throat> like, there are some years where Emily's not quite as excited, too, because stuff around it is just crummy. Um you know, the whole political situation sucks sometimes. Um, but she will often like listen to songs beforehand as well, uh, which I just don't really. I used to do that a little bit more, but I just don't really anymore. I'm like, eh, I want to see like how the person performs it anyway. So um, because yeah. often the, the song will be like the recording and then the person gets up on stage and you're like, <clears throat> this person's a really bad singer. <laughs> um, or I'm sure the opposite happens too. Where, oh like, yeah, the live performance is a lot yeah, better sometimes. than the recorded. And sometimes it's like in- was interesting to see that difference, but at this point, it's just like I just want to form my opinions going into the final based on the semifinal. So, yeah. Um, uh, going back to your, you know, talking about like pirating live broadcasts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I do this with sports a lot because I just refuse to like, you know play any of the like various networks like you know i refuse to get cable because come yeah. on uh so that just like rules out a big chunk of it but i'm also not about to like give the nfl you know some ridiculous amount of money to watch yeah. nfl shit uh and then most other sports i do follow like like right now you know i watch like one out of every five NBA playoff games. Um, yeah. So I would never like buy any network access or anything. Um, but I've been doing this for so long that I've really grown to like, the one problem is sometimes it doesn't work or it's like an issue finding a feed. Uh, yeah. But I love pirating sports because uh, it, as far as the commercials go, like it's either like you said, and there's like no commercials uh, cause just wherever they're getting the stream from, um, is like a paid service that just doesn't show commercials or something. Yeah. Um, or it just like blacks it out. I don't know why. Um, so there's either no commercials, which is great. Uh, or it's like, you, uh, commercials from wherever country <laughs> is like, you're getting the pirated stream from. Um, and that's also like, that's also fun because I'll just be watching an NBA game and then it's like a bunch of Australian commercials. Um, yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like what are they, what are they advertising in Australia right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, well, what's hun- hungry Jack Scott in Australia? What's their burger of the, uh, you know, whatever burger they're pushing. Uh, Cause it's like Australian burger King. Yeah. Um, so, 
that can be fun. And just like hearing the accents in the commercials. Yeah. Um, that's nice. But the, the best thing about this, and it happens, I, this is a phenomenon that I understand like even less. Uh, and it happens like 10 or 15% of the time. So some, sometimes you'll be like watching a, a football game, for instance. Yeah. And it will go like it's very obviously commercial break, but none of the like broadcast stuff that is like transitioning it to a commercial break will happen. And it will just like cut to another camera angle that's still just like on the field. Like it doesn't cut away from the event. Yeah. It just like cuts to like the sideline camera and there's just like everyone's just you're just like watching them like do whatever they do during the TV timeout. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's just like wandering around. Uh, and that's really like weirdly pleasant and amusing yeah. to watch. Uh, and sometimes they'll do like, uh, they'll show like the broadcasting booth with the announcers, but the announcers are like, not, I don't know if it's like the sec, you know, second camera or whatever. Um, they like don't think they're on camera, but it's just like the passive like <laughs> camera like rolling them while or rolling on them like while they take their break, uh, yeah. and they're just kind of like sitting around and like uh, sometimes you'll even get like a little banter uh, where it will be like thirty seconds of banter just like them talking about <laughs> like well we're about to go back into uh, we're about to go back live like you know yeah here's a couple comments here and there. Yeah, I feel like people uh, who do those sorts of live events now have gotten better at knowing that there are still ways to, like, see that stuff. Um, in the, like, early days of satellite, uh, a lot of the the satellite lines that people used... So, like, for live broadcast, people will be, fi- like, recording something, and then that broadcast would be sent over satellite. And if you knew what you were doing and had, like, a, a good enough satellite system on your home, uh, some people could pick those up. Um, and that's how, like... Uh, Media Burn has footage of Richard Nixon before doing the, his like resignation speech, just like joking around and stuff. Uh, it's because he just didn't think anybody could see that. You know, he was just wow. in like a room full of like a couple <laughs> media guys and like Secret Service, and so <laughs> that's wild. Um, yeah, I guess that must be how, because like I'm assuming that the network is not intending to broadcast like you know this yeah. feed yeah uh and there's so probably some people who know me. how to to get in um like it's protected more now uh is is one of the things but like still if you know how to break any protection you can so um yeah it's probably whatever like live feed uh would get sent because that's probably going to like various affiliate networks um, and then yeah. they would be running local ads. And part of why you have it where it like cuts to that is so that the ads, you don't know exactly how long all the ads are going to go. So there's sort of like a little wiggle room on each side where it's like, you may or may not be on camera or there might be ads running. Um, mm. so, um, and then you'd have the part where it's just like, you're truly on break. Um, but yeah, it's probably yeah. also why when people are like, we're about to go back on or whatever, you might see them like sort of straighten up and then just like sit there for a moment until they yeah, like know that, that it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also, uh, 
I don't think really have this like when we're podcasting so much yeah. other than, you know, we're bantering before we hit record and then we hit record and see so it's yeah. kind of that moment. Um, but I appreciate it more now, uh, you know, that we do podcasts, yeah. uh, seeing them like, cause they're, you know, they're doing a performance that is very similar. Um, <laughs> so seeing them like right before they start, uh, and just like their demeanor and their conversation, uh, it's, yeah. it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I did finish victory. I don't know if we're going to talk about that in this ep- on this episode. Uh, yeah. If, if you, if you want to go ahead and, and have that conversation. Um, I don't, I don't know how, and I know that you're a person who generally doesn't like rank stuff very much. I don't know if you still have like a gut, like ranking of some of the Gundam you've seen so far. Um, cause like, I mm. think, I think of like, especially w- with what you've seen. Like my favorite Tomino Gundam is Double Zeta. I I love Double Zeta a lot. Um, the the ending there's like some really good stuff in there uh, that feels like a good culmination of like the original series and Zeta. Um, I also really like the original one because it's just incredible. Um, yeah, I think last time we did this, I did Gundam seventy nine, Double Zeta, and then Zeta. Yeah, I think I, is what I did. Yeah, and I would probably um, swap Zeta and, and uh, or I would swap double uh, Zeta seventy nine and double Zeta. Yeah, yeah. So we're not too we don't diverge too much. Um, yeah. Although I am really high on Zeta, uh, it like the fact that it's third is not because uh, I dislike it in any way. It's great, and I also think <clears throat> whenever I go, because it's been a while since I watched it. Uh, but whenever I go back and I'm like refreshing my memory about it, I'm always like, oh yeah, like this happened in Zeta. Um, I'm, I'm, I find I'm like gaining more appreciation for it. The more I like go back and remember it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just putting that out there to yeah demonstrate my respect for that, for Zeta as well, as well. Um, yeah, I think like, uh, of stuff that you've seen, I'm not going to include G Gundam in this ranking here because I know you're probably not that far into G Gundam. You mean um, Gundam Eurovision? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so bottom, I have Shars Counterattack, um, Stardust Memory above it, then 08th MS Team. Um, ho- however, Shars Counterattack can sometimes like swap around in this, but right now in this ranking that I'm doing, I have it at the bottom. Um, okay. I I'm with you so far. I yeah. think that's probably my ranking as well. Uh, and then above Oh eight MS team. Um, I have, you've seen war in the pocket, right? Or no, yes. I've, I have Zeta and then war in the pocket, war in the pockets okay. above Zeta, then Gundam F 91, then victory. And then 79 and double Zeta. Okay. That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I um, enjoyed victory a lot. That's good. Uh, I, I kind of thought that you would. Yeah. Uh, especially more like as I got more towards the end. And I, um, I think with victory, it can, it can be confusing uh, because the show, like 
a lot of a lot of the Tomino Gundam stuff, the like within a series, the show can like change quite a bit. Yeah. Um that's one of the things I like about 79 is how it just like scales up into this like <laughs> you know incre- like insanely epic <laughs> uh you know this uh thing uh and and all the all that it's doing with the that like scaling um victory is is weird because the first third of victory feels like it's telling like one story and then the last third is like it it makes sense to be like connected to the first third like it's the same story yeah like it makes sense being the same story but it's so different with like everything that's going on in it is so different yeah. um and so you can feel like i guess it can be disorienting is the word that i'm looking for um on top of like very emotionally uh you know taxing uh, yeah but i like how it is kind of messy <laughs> in its various ways uh and i really appreciate it especially with respect to um you know zeta double zeta and 79 coming before um, yeah and how it's like in dialogue with those things yeah um there's definitely the the ending of like I was enjoying victory in general um but there was I I think one of the things I really liked about victory is that um like a lot of Tomino works that I've seen are like a little fucked up about gender um but in this way where it's not always like talking about what it's doing like Zeta has like the, the death March of women who like die to join the ghost parade. Um, but it, it's not like fully talking about the gender part there, even though it is doing something very gendered in that. Um, and victory seems like it's actually trying to talk about it. And it's not always like, you know, landing on like the thing that I would say or whatever, but it is yeah. like fascinating to see it and to be like, this is like Tomino really trying to talk about gender. Uh, and I think sometimes like fumbling it, but it, it is just very interesting for that <clears throat> because I think it like elucidates how a lot of that stuff has functioned throughout, like the stuff that came before it. Um, for sure. Um, also, then, like, uh, the whole, this, we're just going to like get into double or we're going to get into victory spoilers here. If, if anyone wants to like tap out, I guess, um, the whole like, uh, Shakti praying in the angel halo, um, made me think about Ray earth, like the, especially the first season, um, yeah. and be like, uh, I, I'm saying this like half jokingly, uh, it's not entirely serious. But that, like, Tomino would be like, um, Princess Emerald just needs to pray harder for Saphira. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that, like, there's a way in which the show thinks that, like, how Shakti takes on um, all of that, like, role of taking care of um, and, like... Like Carlman. Yeah. Is, is like, um, just, like the ideal of what women should be doing or something like Shakti is like 
I think very clearly like a good woman within the the framework of the show and Katagina is not. Um, and, uh, you know, I really like Katagina as a character. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening with her. Uh, and I think the show has the like room to like provide different reads, but I also have this feeling that like Tomino does think that like Shakti is a good woman and Katagina is a bad woman. Um, yeah, but I think it's also like Shakti is also, this is kind of like uh, a type, you know, um, like judo it's, it's going to frustrate me that I can't remember her name, but judo's younger sister, uh, yeah. In double Zeta. Um, um, what is it? What is it? What is her name? Um, it's really frustrating. My brain immediately I... leapt to Ellen. I know that's not it. Um, oh, Lena. Lena. Yeah. yeah. So just like Uso is like, you know, this archetypal role. I feel like Shakti is like in this archetype as well. Um, but is like advancing it meaningfully. Because, you know, oftentimes the archetype is like this different kind of sensibility where like, you know, all like the boy is like made to pilot for all of these reasons. Um, and then there's just like this, you know, this whole like existential necessity that within the like realm of the show, um, that's all, that's very like charged with meaning around like that boy. Um, but he's like caught up in war for like all of these reasons, um, that are delineated, you know, at, at length. Um, and, you know, that's also addressed with Uso, like desperately not wanting to fight, but like it's kind of pushed to an extreme with Uso because he's like so desperately not wanting to fight all yeah. the time at every juncture. And like still like this force, these like forces are, are like making him do it. Um, but then like just the way just as Uso is like advancing that archetype, Shakti is as well in that like. I feel like uh she is like her ending up being like the most powerful person at the end of the show uh, and being like the key actor who is able to like end the conflict or whatever. Yeah. Um, it feels like a, like in not necessarily an inversion, um, but almost that like almost an inversion uh, where like that archetype of character who's like distinguished by like her, like, you know, empathy and like concern for life uh, and like preservation of life. And I'm also thinking about IBO because we just did this uh, episode on IBO. (laughs) Um, Like, yeah, I know, I know that Em listens to this podcast, so we won't say more about IBO other than like, uh, truly I do think IBO loves victory a lot. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but like that character, instead of being like relegated, um, into this, like, you know, somewhat powerless position, uh, is now like takes this position of power. Um, and she's like, you know, constantly trying to do it. And I think the viewer is like, I think many Gundam viewers when Shakti is like, Oh, I'm trying to escape to go see like the queen of Zonskar. And it's like, no, you're going to get kidnapped again. Uh, a lot of Gundam viewers are probably like, what is she doing? Like, this is so like 
you know, pointless and like naive. Uh, but then like her doing that takes on like a tremendous amount of meaning um, and like importance at the end for like <laughs> stopping the, you know, everyone from dying basically. Yeah. Um, so there's like a lot. I love the character of Shakti and I, I think there's like a lot going on that uh, it's, it's definitely tying into like all of the stuff with gender. Yeah. Um, but and I, I, and like I think how... it's coming from a, a kind of like liberal feminism that at the time the show is being made was I like there was less like critique within feminism of those sorts of ideas. Um, and so it, the some of the failures that I, I am seeing in it is specifically coming from a perspective of like there has just been more theory after this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Or like this archetype has these traits, like because yeah. like she's a woman and yeah. it's like linked. And to something this. like Ray Earth is specifically like responding to this archetype that like predates it. Um Yeah. I I do think there's like some granularity in uh the fact that Shakti and Uso are like much closer in like their character traits and victory than like yeah. the prior archetypes are. And yeah. how like the empathy, the like overwhelming empathy and how that ties into like the new type stuff becomes yeah. almost like the predominant concern. And and also uh, in the show, I think it's also tied to like an idea of childhood that like yes, childhood absolutely. and also that like this growing idea at the end that like maybe uh, children are more new type and that it's like something that you lose over time with like Carlman and um, Maribit's baby. Whoop. God damn it. This will spill into the next episode. Yeah. Um, I pulled up. There we go. It was just hiding. Um, thank you for joining us today. Next time we'll be reading chapter 40 from volume two. You can find the full schedule at exploradio slash putdown schedule. If you have questions for us in the ghost ever spot at gmail.com, you can get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others by becoming a $1 patron of the network at exploradio and listen a week before the public feeds or for $5, you get exclusive, uh, access to a bunch of bonus podcasts. Um, I started stumbling over this thing that I wrote, but, uh, especially coffee and comic books, a podcast where they actually talk about comics most of the time. Uh, if you like this podcast, please tell a friend. Then you can find the free feed at exploradio slash Puton or by searching Pottering Puton on the podcast app of choice. If you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at exploradio slash Ghost Divers by searching for Ghost Divers in your podcast app of choice. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of Gundams, specifically Iron Blooded Orphans. Um, it's wrapping up soon. So uh, listen if you want to get question buckets questions in. Um, you can find the show at Ponder Puton on Twitter or just at Puton on Ghost. You can find me at Faxomnia on Twitter and Ghost, where you can find my check. Uh, my pinned you can check my pinned tweet or pinned chost to find all links to my podcast where we'll find you connor y'all can find me at reveille on twitter and coast and our opening theme is ninganante by yoshida takaro and taking us out today is beautiful name by go diego
Yeah. 